0: Hello and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm EJ, and I can't remember how I start the show. Probably was saying my name. I should have gotten back and checked before I started recording. Um, I took a couple weeks off, and I apologize. Uh, the main reason is that my allergies were very bad, and I am too lazy to edit out sneezing fits. So I figured I'd just save us all the unpleasantness. Uh, but. Now I'm, I'm all rusty, as opposed to the well-oiled machine I usually am. And uh, it feels weird to hear my own voice. I don't like it. I don't know how you people do it. Both of you. Uh, but hey, we're back. Is there a lot to talk about? Sure. We got, we got lots to cover, I suppose. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, I just saw it before I started, was a, a sign in front of my uh, nearby Burger King. And uh, pretty much all the fast food places have signs saying about hiring now because uh, <laughs> people are not willing to get screamed at by anti-maskers for seven fifty an hour. And God bless them for it, you know. You get what you're worth. Uh, but so all, all of them kind of have signs and Uh, it's very funny that the the McDonald's across the street from this Burger King has like a digital sign and Burger King still has the thing where somebody needs to get up on a ladder and change the letters because Burger King ain't doing great guys but this Burger King sign said uh, uh, who needs a sugar daddy when you've got the king apply at Whatever the number is, but that's a that's a big swing. To to aim for the audience of people who are going to start financially lucrative relationships with older men and say, "Hey, but we got the king." They really want to position the modern version of the Burger King as some kind of creepy sexual predator, and that sign is not helping. I mean, I guess it is helping if that's what they intend to do is to make him a big old creep that people will write Tumblr posts about. But it was it was stunning. It's one of those things I just... I had to circle around or drive past Cotto oh, that had to be a product of my fevered imagination. So good job, Burger King. You're out there killing it. Uh, I was... Sorry, I drew a blank. I didn't make notes. For this episode because again I'm out of practice and I don't remember how I do this uh, I do have some, some mascots to talk about in a future episode go back to the, the forgotten fast food mascot roundup which was a, a fan favorite uh, segment from previous episodes and when I say fan favorite I say two people enjoyed it and that's the, that's the kind of ratio I'm looking for these days did it make two people happy? All right, sold. Let's do it again. Um, but yeah, we'll do more, including a, a deep dive into Rax's mascot. And unless you live in very specific parts of the country at very specific times, you don't even know what Rax is. Well, it's it's off brand, but also upscale armies. It's very weird. Also, one time I remember as a family, we were all at racks and my sister climbed on the table and nobody knew why. She just climbed on the table during the eating process. Uh, it's an image that's always stuck with me because it was just so peculiar. This isn't the, the good sister that I mentioned sometimes. This is the estranged sister who I haven't seen since 1995. Boy, that makes it sound like I might be the problem, doesn't it? We haven't talked since 1995, but it's definitely not on me. I don't like what my voice is doing. I feel like I'm trying to do a, uh, like a like a character. I don't want to do that. I just want to, just want to do my podcast where I talk about stuff, guys. Uh, over in TV Roundup, I've been watching some things. There's some things coming out that I'm excited about, and I will have to remember to write about them on the A5, the A5.com. It's my website. Uh, I'm very slowly updating it, but the things I've posted so far, I think, are good. Uh, Not that I'm the best judge of that, uh, but also not really a fan. So uh, if it's got the EJ seal of, if an EJ thing has the EJ seal of approval, it's probably okay. If I can win over my toughest audience, me, I don't even know who I am. This is all sounding very weird. I think I've forgotten how to talk into a microphone. Also, I can't find the part that I can use to attach it to a table, so it's it's standing on the ground. Uh, and I, I'm just holding it up and, and hoping it stays a consistent distance from my mouth. Guys, podcasting is not glamorous. Sure, for the big guys, you know, Mark Marin recording in his spacious garage that's full of cats, or... I guess the Hollywood Handbook guys also record in their garage, and uh, um, you know, well, kind of everybody records in their houses now. Although I heard my first my first uh, back to the studio episodes this week, and it's guys, nature is healing. Comedy Bang Bang got people into the studio. Um, I wonder. It maybe just in, in a macro sense, it's not just podcasts. How many? Of How many things are just going to sort of stay over Zoom? Uh, It seems to me like people could save a lot of money not renting out office space and just going, yeah, just fine, work from home, just get it done. I don't know. I'm no economic thinker. Uh, But one thing, and I did write about this on the A5 but I'll I'll talk about it a little, is uh, I went to a movie for the first time. I've actually been to two movies in the last three weeks. There was nothing I wanted to see opening this week because I don't want to see A Quiet Place 2 because, well, for the same reason I didn't want to see the first one, I am easily frightened. And I'm not going to see Cruella because, come on, are you kidding me? Uh, But I have, over the last couple weeks, seen Nobody and Wrath of Man. So I'm very into middle-aged men hitting people movies. (laughs) like yeah I mean come on Bob Odenkirk and Jason Statham two guys who don't usually traffic in the same genres um, sorry I think I just bumped the microphone uh, a little bit about my, my experience was for, for nobody I went to a movie theater in the mall and like the mall is a ghost town in and of itself like there's just, it's usually so full and being in there and it's it looks like they're shooting a zombie movie. There's so few people. And, uh, I, you know, I haven't, it's been open for, you know, all but maybe the first few weeks of shutdown. Maybe not even that. But I haven't been in there. So going in and seeing like, So many stores had changed, which is probably not not uncommon for a mall, especially in a in an economy that's not exactly boisterous. You know, a lot of those places aren't going to make rent and get replaced by somebody with a very similar business model. But to be hit with them all at once just sort of felt like I was coming out of a coma. Like just it was weird. Everything was a little bit off from the way I remembered it being. Like maybe it was a parallel Earth situation where things were just slightly different, you know. I had I was on I I was actually on Earth three where where uh, they have a, a complex instead of Claire's boutique, and also Batman is a villain and he's named Owl Man. But uh, the the theater itself also sparsely attended, and they had their they had showtimes really spaced out so there wouldn't be many people in the lobby at a time, and. Uh, uh, now, I would not have even considered going had I not been two weeks past my vaccination, my second vaccination. Uh, and I'm still playing it, uh, playing it fairly safe. I'm still wearing a mask pretty much always because I just don't want to be a hassle for people who have to enforce the mask rules to people who will lie about being vaccinated. And I feel like it's making their jobs easier and... You know, it's still weird. Uh, oh, first public announcement is I am going to Las Vegas next month. And I am a little nervous about flying, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm vaccinated. It should be fine. It's just going to be weird to be around that many people in a small space. It's, you know, everything's going to just take, take some getting used to again. And uh, two different people got thrown out for not wearing masks, even though they had to pass by five different signs saying, hey, put your mask on, dumbass. And it was very funny to me that they both had to leave and go back out to their car because, like, at this point, you wouldn't even consider having a mask on you in case somebody insisted you wear it. Even if you're a dyed-in-the-wool anti-masker, it, I feel like at this point you still just have one in case you needed it. But these people didn't think that far in advance, I guess. Uh, so I, I, it was because I've spent so much time at the theater because it's right by my office, and uh, just everything just seemed weird and different, and it was hard to remember. Like it's, it's sort of laid out weird where the the theater, it's sort of a The theaters are all placed on a loop But like Theater 10 is way closer to Theater 1 Than their numbers would suggest It can be a little A little confusing to people who didn't go there Every week for a very long time And that now includes me I've forgotten all of its tricks and tips And its odd placement of bathrooms And how sometimes the men's room Is nowhere near the ladies' room And you're like, hey, there's a bathroom Nope, not this one Better keep walking and hope there's a men's room in the next hundred yards. That makes it sound like I was having bladder discomfort. I I really wasn't. But, you know, when you want a bathroom, you don't want to have to put more effort into finding it than absolutely necessary. And obviously all the, well, (laughs) not so obviously, the posters and the stand-ups were all different, which happens in a movie theater all the time. But when I go every week, I see them gradually change. Uh, and now they were it's an exaggeration to say all different because there's a bunch of things that got pushed back that are still being advertised as coming soon you know like Black Widow and F9 and uh, uh, the new James Bond movie uh, Oh, speaking of it the concession stand they still had like you can get branded popcorn buckets that are good for like a whole season and you pay a cheaper price for a refill and uh I don't really eat popcorn at movies, but the only time I ever bought one was Ant-Man because I just enjoy Ant-Man so much that I will buy things with Ant-Man on. Um, So I got, I think you actually just pay for the bucket. You don't get popcorn in it the first time unless you ask for it. So I think I just had a clean bucket that I paid too much for. I was like, when's Ant-Man going to be on a bucket again? And the obvious answer is three years later when Ant-Man 2 came out. I don't know. it'll happen again for Ant Man 3. but you know at least I had that bucket. but they they had the bucket they had was still uh, was still for for uh, for no time to die, the new Bond movie, but it still had the originally scheduled release date of April 2020 on it, which is like the the Dewey defeats Truman of of a branded concession stand novelty items and the the thing that really hit me was when i get into the theater and they really did a good job spacing not that they need to because there were four people in the theater and three of them came as a group and were seated very far away from me uh i don't know how movie theaters come back from this i'll actually be curious to see if uh people started kind of started packing in again because I know the first Quiet Place was very popular. So, you know, maybe the sequel is going to be what gets some people back. And Next week, you get next month sometime. You've got Fast and Furious. That might actually come out when I'm in Las Vegas. I probably will not see it there or at all, because if it doesn't have The Rock and Jason Statham, I'm not that into the Fast and Furious franchise. Like I find a lot of it actively unpleasant. So we'll see how, how... Look, we're not. this isn't the episode where we talk about the Fast and the Furious franchise. That'll come later. Uh, but, you know, then in July you have Black Widow. And I, I, if anything's going to get people back to the theater, it's going to be a Marvel movie. Uh, maybe a Marvel movie about a character who... <laughs> who is dead and is played by somebody who has been visibly bored with the character since 2014... Uh, So that might not be the greatest test, but we're all pretty excited about Florence Pugh and uh, uh, David Harbour. So, you know, maybe. We'll see. Uh, Man, as long as we're talking Marvel movies, how wild is it that the person who won the Oscar for Best Director is next movie is (laughs) The Eternals for Marvel? Like, it's very cool that sort of auteurs are doing these are doing these Marvel movies and in some ways, getting to put their own stamp on them and maybe introducing people to their their more personal work, which I, I have no complaint about. And uh, I think that's kind of, I, I think that's pretty awesome. But uh, it seems like such a wild, a wild shift. And also it's the Eternals, which guys, you don't know anything about the Eternals. And there's a reason for that. They're not good. Like, I suspect the movie will be good. Uh, they kind of know how to sell these movies. And, you know, there, there's a formula in place. And some stuff is straight farther from the formula uh, successfully. But I think they know, how to, they know how to get the asses in seats and make something that's going to satisfy the audience. But the Eternals are so boring, guys. Now, I say this. They're, they're created by Jack Kirby, the most creative man in the history of ever. Uh, and it is like, it's his only 70s work that I don't love. And I barely even like it. Uh, I am nuts over, over, over 70s Jack Kirby. I mean, 60s, you know, when he was creating the Fantastic Four and the X-Men and Hulk and all that. But that stuff is, uh, so iconic and also harder to amass like it's you know sure i could get giant collections of 100 issues of jack kirby drawing fantastic four but i kind of like his his bite-sized weirdness of the 70s from both dc and marvel like all the fourth world stuff and you know demon and Commandy and Omac and uh devil dinosaur and machine man and all the stuff that isn't Necessary was not really successful at the time and a lot of it's getting adapted for other media at this point so you know uh, pop culture has finally caught up to where Jack Kirby was 50 years ago but the Eternals is very boring the characters are all just nothings and the plot of the Eternals is Every episode, a different character explains the premise behind Chariot of the Gods and then tells them about another character who they should go look for who will also explain Chariot of the Gods to them. And this is all in the service of fighting a... Uh, the, the threat they're facing is a space giant whose plan is to come to Earth and remain motionless for 50 years. So the, the narrative drive really isn't there. There's so little to these characters. And, uh, it's just, there's just nothing. I cannot get into the Eternals. And I'm sure the movie will find, I mean, they've clearly changed the characters quite a bit by the fact that they seem to be doing things in the, in the commercial. And, I don't know, it's going to be one of those that, it's going to be maybe the farthest from the source material of any, anything they've put out, where you basically have to start from scratch. I just... I don't know how the how the Eternals make it into your... I mean, they're 25 movies deep by this point, I think. I haven't counted them uh, in the last... I don't know when the last time was I would have counted them. But it's probably within the first 25 movies at this point. I don't know how the Eternals makes that cut. It is... That's like a Hail Mary by people who thought they were never going to have access to the X-Men again. So they're just looking for for any team of outsiders. They're not even really a team. They're just people who like, who sort of come from the same vaguely defined celestial plane and like explaining the plot of 70s junk science. Uh I've gotten badly off track cuz I wanted to talk about seeing nobody at the movie theater. And any, anyway, the so there's this pre-roll, you know, that's maybe your local theater your local theaters have it for, you know, a different. It's a it's a chain-wide thing. I'm sure different chains have different things. And it's like 15 minutes of commercials and not really trailers, but like telling you that a trailer exists and uh trying to get you to download an app and uh like profiles of somebody you haven't heard of who has a thing coming out be like hey here's the here's the thing about the game of thrones composer who also did the music for god of war i do not know if the same guy did both things i just remember him being profiled uh and i know he was the game of thrones composer but he also did a video game and the specifics don't matter but it's like it's like 15 minutes of that and Locally, our and I assume it's probably must be bigger than West Michigan because uh, they have Maria, Maria Menounos sort of uh, uh, proctoring the whole thing, and I'm only vaguely aware of Maria Menounos as a person. I know she's one of those entertainment journalists. I know she I recapped her on Dancing with the Stars. I remember nothing about her except that her partner was Derek Huff, and she has a weird laugh and I think she cried because rehearsal was hard. Uh, she's she's in my life as the person who introduces movies every week for me. And I have not seen Maria Menunos for fif- fifteen months. Uh, I probably could have seen what else she was doing, but it you know, it's not like I've been, uh, you know, actively, Thinking about Maria Menunos is just one of those things that, when it's gone, you sort of remind, oh yeah, that was every every week. Uh, they they'd film new interstitials every couple of months, and her outfits would get increasingly weird. And in this, a very low res Maria Menunos. I suspect they filmed it over Zoom before they were really ready to have people back to the theater. But she appears on screen and says. Uh, You know, welcome to, I can't even remember the name of the company, but whatever. We missed you. And that kind of, that kind of hit me. And uh, then later in the thing, she said with a weird amount of sincerity, welcome back to the movies. And I lost it because it was weird. It's been a long year and everything was bad. And it was weird and scary to go back to the movies, which used to be the most natural thing in the world to me. And there's Maria Menounos acknowledging, yeah, it's hard. Getting through the day is tough. You're you're still trying, though. You're still doing a thing. And bless her heart, I I, I, I cried a little, which is stupid. Uh, but it's just, somebody understood me in that moment, and it was Maria Menounos. And bless your heart, Maria Menounos. I hope you're weathering the pandemic well. Uh as for the movie, nobody is is very fun. It's not as revolutionary as people are making out to be. It's I mean, it would be a perfectly average movie if it wasn't Bob Odenkirk. You know, it's got it's got some really good action scenes, but they are elevated by the fact that as a man you don't expect to see in action scenes. And he's also very good at being tough but getting his ass kicked. Like all the time, it seems like this movie could be over in 40 minutes because he is going to get killed on that bus. He can't fight six guys. Uh, I enjoyed it. There were times when they tried to be funny and it really just whiffed. So I think they were better with the absurdity of the premise. But it was very fun, uh, as we're seeing. Then the next week, I saw Wrath of Man. Uh, Wrath of Man. I don't know why my voice did that. The Jason Statham movie. Uh, which I didn't realize until I got there was a Guy Ritchie movie And I don't really care for Guy Ritchie as a director uh, He's done some good stuff with Jason Statham But that has more to do with Jason Statham And this still had sort of the Guy Ritchie ticks that I don't really like You know, like the fact that there are never any female characters or I think there are three women in the entire movie with dialogue uh, And one of them has one line uh, and there's like characters who are casually homophobic to to let you know that they're tough which there's maybe a subversive way to do that but it doesn't play like it's just the way it's so unoriginal and boring and ugh. and it there's like he can be too cutesy especially with character names like like uh uh shoot what's the the guy in there there's a Josh Josh Dumel? Josh Dumel? Is, is that a person? I keep saying Jason Ritter, and I think they might be the same guy, but I think it's Josh Dumel, and his character's name is Boy Sweat Dave, and it's like, come on, dude, let's, you know, like, yeah, cutesy name every once in a while is is fine, but you're trying really hard for very little payoff with Boy Sweat Dave. Uh but beyond that, uh, beyond that, it's a it's a it's a It's a fine crime movie. Uh, It does not have as much physical Jason Statham hitting people action as I like. Instead, it relies a little too much on guns. Uh, But the the action scenes are pretty meticulous. And there are a couple of really good fight scenes where it's just sort of like (laughs) Jason Statham has to hope the guy he's fighting dies or else he's not going to make it. Uh, You know, just knocking somebody unconscious is not going to do the job. And there's a lot of... The chronology is real fun. There's a lot of... They play with time in a way that I found interesting. Uh, I like that it's a heist movie, but the heist that they detail is the the bad guys. So you get the... The bad guys get the Ocean's Eleven treatment. That's fun. It's in my top 10 Jason Statham movies, maybe. Uh, I mean boy top 10 jason state the movies obviously you got the first you got both cranks uh, either transporter or transporter 2 one of them is significantly better than the other and i can't remember which one right now but the the lesser of the two is maybe not good enough to make top 10 uh, transporter 3 is just a bummer they changed directors and the new director and presumably the writer, I assume the director wouldn't have this much influence. But the the new creative team on Transporter Three did not know that the character, that Statham's character, was gay in the first two movies. And I feel like maybe Jason Statham should have informed them of that. But he was kind of checked out in that one too. Uh, then you got the bank job, uh, Hobbs and Shaw definitely, uh, probably Fate of the Furious because his his. Uh, uh, fighting in an airplane while he's wearing a baby Bjorn is really good. Uh, I don't want to put Fast. I don't want to put Furious Seven on there because I don't want three things from the same franchise on this on this list. Uh, but you got to put Spy on there. He's real funny in Spy. Um, boy, it's too hard to rank. I'm going to have to think for a while. Uh, but this definitely deserves to be top ten. Jason Statham. I cannot decide if the Meg counts because the Meg is not actually very good, but it is very fun. Look, it's hard to rank Jason Statham movies. There's a lot of... Have I talked on here about how I went through a phase like three or four years ago where if I would drink too much, what I would do is go on Amazon and buy whatever the first movie (laughs) with with either Jason Statham or Alison Brie was that I hadn't seen yet. So I have like this huge collection of terrible movies they were in. Um, and sometimes it's just as far as I, and I have not watched them all. Sometimes they're, you know, maybe in it for 45 seconds and just it's on their IMDb. So that was good enough for EJ. Um, there is some dire stuff in that pile. Oh man, there's a horror movie Allison Brie did before she was famous, where she's pregnant with the devil's baby or something, and the uh, the prop guy quit or the wardrobe guy quit one day into production, so they had we're gonna have a series of pregnancy bellies for her as time went on, but she's just eight months pregnant the entire movie, uh, which wouldn't be unusual if the movie spanned a day, but I feel like it spans about eight months. Um, I don't remember what the point of that was but uh, it, it was nice and also scary To go back to the movies uh, I will go again I think the way they're handling it is good um, And I really want movie theaters As a thing to survive And I don't know if they will um, It's It's pretty dire I don't know A lot of things that I kind of counted on I don't know are necessarily going to come back And that's kind of a that's kind of a, uh, a sad thought going into... Uh, uh, you know what? Let me transition. I don't want to go into my ad from me thinking about failing businesses. So I will instead point out that my birthday is next week. Uh, so It'll be before I record the next episode. And I'm saying this partly as a buffer and partly because, you know what? It's been a long year and I'd like a little bit of a fuss. You know, do do something for me. Uh, don't do anything for me. That's crazy. Uh, but still, I've got a birthday. Same day as John Hodgman's. So I guess if you want to know my birthday, ask John Hodgman. And he will tell you. And he's either four or five years older than I am, but we were born the same day. And I am one day older than Angelina Jolie, who was born the same year as me. Uh, and she is substantially more successful than I am despite me having that 24-hour head start. Um, Boy, my things do... I have no idea if I'm currently recording. My screen is frozen. I'm either... I'm either recording or I'm not, is what I was going to say, which I guess is technically true 100% of the time. But it's a very Schrodinger's cat thing where I don't know if everything I'm saying is going to be lost or if i stop talking and it's just going to uh going to just suddenly have have a big gap of of silence if i don't talk and it just jumped to life again it looked like it was recording so hopefully that sounded normal except for the part where i couldn't think of words uh so my birthday i will have officially then lived longer than i told everybody i was going to uh, which I've talked about before. I'm not going to rehash again because I'm also feeling old and don't want to keep saying my age. But I'm so old, guys. Uh, and with that said, I just, just to be real quick, because this is running a little long and I have some things I want to watch. Uh, and I did not get to do the TV roundup. And we'll talk about what I've been watching later uh, in a future episode. Because I've been watching stuff. Obviously, what else am I going to do with my eyes besides watch things. Uh, but this episode as, as always is brought to you by teasebysummer.com, uh, which is the website. The, the name of the business is just Teased by Summer. You have to put the .com on there to make it a website. Uh, and you know what it's getting warmer. You need t-shirts. You need great t-shirts. I know a place where you can get great t-shirts, and it is obviously Uh I have been wearing my shirts out in the world to the extent that I can. If you are unfamiliar with Michigan weather, um, we hit 92 weeks ago, and it was 50 yesterday. And we are sort of ping ponging around right now. So it hasn't consistently been t-shirt weather, but when it has, and I'm not at work, because I can't get away with wearing t-shirts to work unless... Uh, I'm fairly certain I will not encounter anybody. Uh, when I'm going out wearing wear t-shirts by su- t shirts by summer that really confuses things. T-shirts made by summer, which you can get at teesbysummer.com dot com and I will r- remind you again the the a5 shirt based on the the fantastic logo she created for my website is uh it brings me joy every single day um. Uh, well, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to think what I've been. With. The the Stanzos fedoras, I think, is just beautiful. It's such a great pastiche of like uh of like 50s advertising art. It's tremendous. Uh, Spice Girls is still just that's such a funny joke, and it's just awesome execution. Um, and I thought this was only going to be in April, but. Some of the older designs are still 25% off, maybe 20% off. I cannot remember right now. I would remember if I bought them at the discounted price, but I bought them originally because I am on top of things, but let's just say 20 to 25% off, uh, including some, some great, I think you should leave designs, including that's a chunky, which is literally the shirt I am wearing right now. As I record this, it is tremendous. Um, they're all great uh, she is super talented and man uh, and you know what rumor, rumor is uh, she may have some mugs on the Etsy store soon, which would be amazing because she had had mugs of her old designs on the on the tea public shop and I have a bunch of those that I keep on my desk at work which I have talked about before. but if I could get some of her new designs on mugs, Guys, it's going to be a mug bonanza on EJ's work desk. Uh, you know, if I could get an ape mug, holy smokes, I would never drink out of anything else again. Um, where would I put more mugs on my desk at work? I don't know. Maybe I'd have to move some of my Batman Funko Pops. I don't want to have to be put in the position where I have to pick between teas by Summer or Batman. But if it comes to that, yeah. Batman might have to uh, lose his... I don't even like saying it, but it's what would happen. Also, weird little detail. For some reason, I have two Funko Pop figures of Christopher Eccleston on my desk at work. There, There are several actors I have multiple pops of just because of the products they've chosen. But the fact that I have two Christopher Ecclestons a man I imagine has only been done as a Funko pop twice. Oh, probably three times. Cause he was, uh, he was, he was, uh, Malekith in, in Thor, the dark world. I assume there was a pop of him, but I have him as the the ninth doctor from Dr. Who and Reverend Matt Jameson from the leftovers. And so I've got two Christopher Eccleston's on my desk. This is not pertinent to tease by but it is funny, a funny thing to picture. And, uh, if you guys buy enough uh, buy enough merchandise, maybe I'll post pictures of my work desk with all of the Christopher Ecclestons on it. <laughs> Ideally, what, what I need is a picture of Christopher Eccleston wearing a shirt from Tease by Summer. I think you do it. I think he's a cool guy. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'd want him to wear the Ape Hive shirt. Because that would that would be cool on on multiple levels. But I don't know, I could I could see him maybe maybe being loyal to his, his friends at Marvel and rocking a WandaVision shirt. Uh, as the you know, the I mean come on man, the doctor dances, am I right? Uh, yeah. So let me know what, what tease by summer shirt you think Christopher Eccleston should wear. In fact, If you have any Teased by Summer suggestions for either the main cast of The Leftovers or any of the actors to play Doctor Who, let me know, and we'll discuss it on a previous episode. How about that? Uh, You know, obviously my head is spinning with the possibilities. Uh, It's difficult to imagine Peter Capaldi wearing any uh, t shirt uh, although he used to be a rock guy You know, maybe he would Maybe she's got a a, a new t- t-shirt for an LA radio station That looks very cool And I, I have it, even though I have never listened to this radio station Because I am I am very supportive But I could see Capaldi wearing that Put it on, Capaldi uh, Jody Whittaker You know she's going for the, the car ideas uh, And out of The Leftovers Oh man, that's hard to picture because I, 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 don't really have a. Can't quite tell what her vibe is, uh, but she seems she seems like a nice lady. I feel like she would enjoy good work. Um, Boy, you know what? She, I feel like she's kind of on the right side for things politically. Let's get it. Let's get her a soup for my family shirt. All right. Uh, this. I've I've lost my original point, which is that Tease by Summer is awesome. Uh, you should buy some shirts because it's nice and warm, and you'll support a, an extremely talented artist. Uh, it was also nice. So what about that? You don't know every website, every podcast sponsor is going to be nice. I mean, I don't know what's going on at Warby Parker, but I can't, I can't promise you that they're nice. Um, but yeah, I promise you by Summer. Excellent t-shirts. Nice person. Uh, so check it out. I'm going to wrap up now because I was not expecting things to that I had to run that long. I had some things I wanted to talk about including TV and how tired I am of Evil Superman as a storytelling device. But look, we got through it. I took a couple weeks off. I'm still trying to remember how to podcast. I am desperately try to remember exactly how I phrase the thing I say at the end. Uh, so we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna call this a win. I'm back in the podcast saddle again. I'll be back again next week, one year older, zero years wiser. Uh, you can hit me up at fedtalks at yahoo.com. You can Twitter me at EejFis. You can Instagram me at ej underscore Fetis. Uh, on Facebook by my name uh, I'm really kind of Not doing much at all With social media right now But I like hearing from people uh, It make me happy um, I do have some I, I asked for, for listener questions So I could uh, Fill space in future episodes And uh, My friend Colleen sent me a question That was just Watchmen? <laughs> I don't know what the question is. It seems like an open invitation to talk about Watchmen, which sure I'll do that. But that, that, Khalid, you have to know that's not a question. You're a nurse. You're a smart person. You're educated. Watchmen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I guess. Yes! Watchmen? Yes! That's as close as I'll ever come to sounding like Matt Barry. <laughs> by, by the way, I just now found out, and I probably knew it before because I think he maybe appeared on the league, but there's a fantasy sports guru named Matt Barry. And I somehow got on a mailing list for him, which I assume is spam that's trying to steal my information. And every time I see an email from Matt Barry, I think it's the uh, the British comedian from uh, What We Do in the Shadows at Year of the Rabbit in uh, uh, Toast of London. And I always wonder, it's like, holy shit, Matt Barry? He must have read one of the things I wrote about him and he wants to be friends now. And it's always, no, he's just trying to get me on Sportsbook. The other Matt Barry. Thanks. Maybe the one Matt Barry should play the other Matt Barry in a movie. About... <laughs> this is Crisis on Infinite Matt Berries <laughs> I don't know you guys get in touch with me buy a shirt from TeesBySummer.com tell me you bought a shirt let me know you can include a note to the seller I, I've been telling people this to say EJ sent me don't don't bother just say hey you're doing great this shirt is great Just just be nice you know what Take, a, take time to be nice to a stranger on the internet. How about that? All right, I'm going to go. This is running long, and uh, I am still dealing with the fa- I'm still trying to decide whether or not to cut out the whole bit about what, what tees by summer, summer shirts the various Doctors Who would wear. Uh, <laughs> David Tennant would definitely wear Spice Scrolls. I mean, that's not even a question okay okay that's it uh i'll see you next week remember to wish me a happy birthday on the appropriate day or else uh, you'll hear from me or you won't and that'll be scarier because you'll never know all right thanks a lot i'll see you next week bye fed talks is a faux boys production